Every year, TCOM selects an individual whose work exemplifies the ever-evolving mission to create and improve helping systems. And that person is honored with the TCOM Champions Award, presented during TCOM's annual conference. I'm Timothy Fall, creative producer for the University of Kentucky's Center for Innovation in Population Health, the IF Center. Along with IF Center director and TCOM's original developer, Dr. John Lyons, and producer Lauren Mergen, I'm making the conversational rounds of past winners of the TCOM Champions Award, learning how the TCOM tools have transformed the way these champions help others. You're listening to Tales from the Collaborative. Dr. Delacy Davis is the executive director for the Family Support Organization of Union County in Plainfield, New Jersey, and he serves as the executive director for the New Jersey Alliance of Family Support Organizations. He is a researcher, a writer, and a speaker, notably to many of our listeners having delivered the keynote address at the 2021 TCOM conference. And conference attendees will also recognize Dr. Davis as having led conversations in breakout sessions during subsequent conferences. And I can't recommend highly enough Dr. Davis's interview with host Kristen Sorelli on TCOM's companion podcast, Shift Shift Bloom, available wherever you listen to podcasts, in which Dr. Davis talks at length about his career and his education, sharing the challenges and the surprises and the pivots in his life that have led him to where he sits today. So I come from a background of um, 20 years of law enforcement, retired police sergeant in East Orange, New Jersey, five years as a school principal of a charter school in Newark, New Jersey. And as a police sergeant, I ran into young people who were being faced with challenges that were insurmountable for, for young people, I'm sure, for many adults, let alone a young person trying to navigate. And I wound up adopting children along the way. And so my mom helped me to raise them as a single dad, and that um, gave me the foundation um, to work with children with complex challenges, behavior challenges, behavior health challenges. And it was new to me, but um, I was working in community policing in the police department, and one of the things that we're taught to do is to go outside the box and to solve problems. I didn't know it was going to mean me bringing children home regularly, but I wound up bringing about four or five children home with me outside the box. Um and after I retired from the police department and then teaching five, I mean, print, principal for five years at the charter school, uh, I was unemployed again for about an 18-month period and trying to figure out what I was going to do with life. And this job opportunity presented itself. And, and so I replied and responded. I didn't know the organization or the work that they did. I just knew in reading the job description, it was work that I could do. And one of the requirements was to have a special needs child and or be a primary caregiver to a special needs child. That was one of the conditions of the job. And so I had done that at least twice with the children I'd been raising with my mom. And that's how I got here. And that's been almost 10 years now. So I'm ecstatic and excited about it. You're a, you're the recipient of the TCOM Champion Award from uh, near 2021. And I want to have a conversation about that, why you were cited for that award. But first, I want to ask you, where did you bump into TCOM and these tools and these practices? And how did that first uh, get your attention and become, you know, part of something you worked with? So I bump into TCOM by way of um, becoming a family support partner. And so 
in order to work with families as we do in New Jersey, you have to get certified as a family support partner. It's basically peer support. And, and again, that's why the requirement is that you have a special needs child, because that's one of the requirements for the job. And so we use the FANS tool, the Family Assessment of Needs and Strength, to determine where the strengths are with the caregiver in these 17 life domain areas and work with them to establish um, goals and things that we're going to work on. So where they have strengths, um, they're good and they don't need us to set goals because they've done it well. But where they have um, opportunities, as I like to call it, we can strengthen them. And so in that regard, I was introduced to the CANS tool, the FANS tool in um, 2013. And for me, it was foreign because I had never worked with a tool of that nature. And this is what we're working basically to establish goals with the parent or the primary caregiver. And so I then designed how I needed to see it because I'm a visual learner. So like, we work with families at three different levels of service, intensive, moderate, or supportive. It's a zero to 12 month model using the, the wraparound model. And we're trying to create natural and um, informal supports for the family so that when the formal supports are gone, the family now has a network of support in their community. That spoke to me because it's consistent with um, the way I was raised as a young person and my children around an African village and all of the supports that you would need being yeah. in the village and you being a villager. And yeah. so they're not people being paid to be your villagers. They're people who come up in your community and they make sure wherever there's a deficit or a need, they help to strengthen you. So that was where it came together for me. And so I met Ken McGill, who was actually my instructor when I was yeah. learning the fans tool. And as a result of meeting Ken, I was excited about his enthusiasm. I maintained a relationship with him. As a result of that relationship, eventually I got to meet Dr. John Lyons because New Jersey works with him around the fans tool and providing this work in New Jersey. And so a part of, I think there was a contract commitment for him to come in and talk with the directors one year. And yeah. uh, no one wanted to facilitate the conversation with him. Everyone had talked about how great this giant was, right? John Lyons. And I knew of him only from um, learning about him in a classroom. And they said, well, Dr. Davis, you have a doctor and he has a doctor. So you should facilitate the discussion. <laughs> and okay. I did. And in facilitating that discussion, Dr. Lyons said to me that, and that was around 2020. He says, hey, I would love for you to come and be our keynote speaker at one of our conferences. And I'd never been to a conference. I said, sure, of course. And that was the year 2020. And I said, sure, I'll do it. And he invited me. I came. And from that, we just began to engage even more. Okay. So, you know, that's how we got to see a lot of the work that I do. It sounds like TCOM really changed the way you work. But I guess from what you just said to me, you did have uh, – almost intuitively or certainly by gathering a lot of uh, uh, actual you know, life experience, you had a way of working with people. Yes. And then the TCOM tools came along in your introduction to Ken McGill and to John Lyons. And that sounds like it sort of just uh, uh, maybe refined or shaped a way you were almost intuitively already working. It's a good fit, right? It was, what it was able to do was to provide a framework around the work that I'd learned to do. Right, if you will, because in community policing, you use a SARA model, scan, analyze, respond, and assess. You identify the problem, you determine what the possible range of solutions might be, and then you set about trying to implement a plan. And if the plan works, you keep doing it. If it doesn't work, you immediately assess, reassess, and redefine how you're going to go forward. Well, the FANS tool does something similar. 
in that what the fans tool will do for you is identify those strengths. And so you can take those things off the table in terms of having to develop a strategy for them because clearly the person is working well in those areas. But the other areas where they identify as challenges, now we sit together and we talk about how do we provide support, education, and advocacy for that person using the tool to help us develop the action plan. And that's what drives the work that we do to help them get where they're going with their family. What were you doing there in uh, Union County and in the state of New Jersey that Dr. Lyons and and TCOM cited when they said, you're our TCOM champion award winner? What was, what was that work uh, about? I think what I was doing was building an awesome team, right? Because clearly as an executive director, you don't do any of the work. You have the dream, the idea, the plan, um, maybe the skill set to implement it and to tweak here and there. But if you don't have a team that believes in what you're doing, you just have a person with a dream, okay, and hope that they can carry it out. I, I think the work that we've been able to do, so for example, in New Jersey, part of the requirement for family support organizations is to allocate a small percentage of the budget toward a youth partnership, which is a support group for young people to learn to advocate for themselves, to remove the stigma of mental health or behavioral health challenges, and to work with other youth in the community. Well, that's just a regularly weekly meeting that students have, and not everybody wants to meet every week. I don't want to be with adults every week <laughs> in a room just having a talk. So what we did was we said, let's do something different. Let's be creative with it. So what, what did we create? We created a male mentoring program. So on Saturdays in the summer, we run a six-week program called Power Mondays Male Mentoring. Now, it's still a youth partnership, but we're doing it uniquely for young men in the community who otherwise people wouldn't engage because they have a challenge. So I intentionally don't look at whatever the diagnosis is. I don't want to know. All I want to know is that the parent wants them there, the caregiver wants them there, and the young person is willing to give us a chance by being there, at least for the orientation and the first meeting. It always ends well. At the end, they're in a suit and tie like I am today. They're dressed up. Everything on me comes from a thrift shop. Everything on them comes from a thrift shop. No one believes it. They're in designer clothing. They get a chance to shop. They get a chance to look great. We take them to a tailor for anything that needs to be tweaked. And it's all done at minimum cost. Yeah, yeah. But more importantly, they're prepared to go to the next level. That's what we were doing with the youth partnership. Parents are like, there's no way in the world my kid's going to look like you at the end of six weeks. And my kid doesn't even want to wear a suit. Well, by the end of six weeks, they're like, Dr. Davis, where else are we going to go and wear our suit? And so we put that into a program. We also do the same thing now for female mentoring. That's run by female interns. And so we were really using um, creativity and thinking outside the box to engage families and, and caregivers and parents in a meaningful way, but also adding value to the service that we provide them. And they're engaging. Like we have a parent support group now that we call Finding Your Somebodyness. Now that comes from Dr. Francis Brisbane, who was a director of the social work program at um, Stony Brook University in New York. Okay. I went to a conference one year, about 10 years ago, and heard a talk about everybody has somebodyness, and we need to help you find it. And yeah. so my social worker who works with us, um, Dr. K um, Ms. Karen Russ, who's a school social worker and a family support partner, she says, Dr. Davis, I would like to do a family support group for parents, but I want to call it finding your somebodyness. So once again, we scaffold all of our supports. We pull all our resources from the village because we met Dr. Brisbane through Coach Alfred Powell from Dayton, Ohio. And so we keep building the village. And this is how the, the, the CANS tools folds into the work that we do because you're constantly building on strengths 
and developing people and sharing these resources in the community. That's an amazing picture. That's a that's a, a, a cool image that you put out there for us of these people transforming uh, within before your very eyes in yes. six weeks. And that's I'm, I'm sure you're very proud of that. Yes. Um, well, so you talk about yourself as being the uh, just you're sitting in that seat being the visionary and having to put the team together. What is the vision? What do you, what do you have? What, what are you cooking up? What would you love to see happen in the future? In other words, what plans do you have? So, so my dream ultimately is that all parents and children have the services that they need, require, and want, and have access to them in a meaningful way so that your zip code um, does not define the kind of support services that you receive healthcare services that you receive, education that your child receives, or just caring that you receive based upon a zip code. That's part of the dream. Um, that what we're doing creatively here with um, the CANS tools, with TCOM, and, and being able to do like we did at the conference that I went to last year, the year before last, a parent roundtable where parents could just come together. 40 parents just came together and we had a conversation like this with each other about our needs and, and the complex challenges that our children and, and these systems of care that we have to continue to build. Um, my One of the other pieces is, of course, we talked about critical race theory in black and white, which was the workshop that we did at TCOM. The fact that they had the courage to have that conversation openly without a lot of restrictions and allowing people to be authentically themselves. I want that for others. And finally, I'm using technology now to build out what we're doing with the technology is that we're using a um, company, Opica. They have yeah. a software called Pieces. And we met them at the TCOM conference. Okay. And of all the companies we've looked at, we like them the most. And so now we're customizing a software that crosses all of the systems, if the state will allow it, of course, but yeah. works with all of the systems to actually track the journey of a family and the child using the CANS tools and being able to look at a dashboard and say, this is where they are behavior health-wise. This is where the family are in terms of strengths and challenges. This is where we are in the educational system, in the juvenile justice system. And these are the goals that we've met. These are the other goals that emerged or the strengths yeah. that have emerged as a result of this work. And we want this for everyone. Yeah. I want to ask you, I, 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 I see you there in your office. I want to imagine you turning off your computer and shutting off the lights. And uh, tell me, Tell me about yourself outside the office. Tell me, tell me what you uh, pursue and what you love and what you enjoy when you put your uh, your your work within TCOM uh, aside, you know, for the weekend or whatever. Well, I'm a percussionist, and so I play congas, bongos, timpanis, timbales, bells, anything that makes a noise. I can get a rhythm out of it. Okay. So that's pastime for me. That's exciting. My band played this past Saturday for the first time this year, and I enjoyed that. Uh, I, I think also, obviously, I'm, I'm a reader. As you see, books stacked behind me. I read all the time and I'm writing and, and as well as I research. So, you know, my research area is implicit bias, police community relationships and police use of force. And so all of those things um, I do when I shut this system down and go do something else. And people ask, well, what do you do for fun? Right. I walk two miles every morning. I walk four miles every weekend on a Saturday or Sunday. Um, this past Sunday, I walked six miles because I missed Saturday because of the weather. So all of those things are refreshing for me. And those are also things that we encourage our staff and our families to do, right? Yeah. Things that help to grow you. We call it self-care, right? Just take care of you so that you can live long enough and be well enough emotionally and physically to do this, the things that you want to do and enjoy. And finally, I enjoy just being with people. Yeah. You know, I'm a people person. I enjoy people. 
Well, um, I really appreciate you taking some time and uh, sharing a little bit more about your story and telling us where you stand with your work these days. And I look forward to hearing more. But thank you so much for your conversation. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye. Tales from the Collaborative is made possible in part by the Prade Foundation, a nonprofit organization committed to improving the well-being of all through the use of personalized, timely interventions and provider of online training in the TCOM tools. TCOM is Transformational Collaborative Outcomes Management, a comprehensive framework for improving the effectiveness of helping systems through person-centered care. Online at pradefoundation.org and at tcomconversations.org and by the Center for Innovation and Population Health at the University of Kentucky, online at iph.uky.edu.